Hello, and welcome to Pod Sing Say, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. I'm Steph, and together with my co-hosts, Abby, Jen, and Nicole, we'll be re-watching and discussing episodes of Avatar each week. This week, we'll be talking about Book 3, Episode 10, The Day of Black Sun, Part 1, The Invasion. From the fan wiki, On the day of the solar eclipse, the invasion begins. Hokoda returns with a ragtag team of several allies whom the group has met during their adventures. They successfully infiltrate the Fire Nation capital as the invasion force breaks through many security barriers. Upon reaching the Fire Lord's palace, the eclipse begins, but Aang finds no one home. So, there's a lot to talk about, I feel like, in this episode, but I just want to start off by saying that I love the, like, reunion episode, like, <laughs> feel that we get at the first half. Just, like, everybody shows up again. I feel like even, like, you know, obviously I've seen the show before, so I know who's going to be there. Yeah. But I feel like there's a few, like, unexpected Oh, there was an unexpected face, and it's particularly a facial hair. <laughs> that was very unexpected, yeah. and whoever approved that needed to have been fired. That's just unacceptable. Honestly, I agree. I wrote, like, three notes to this episode, and one of them was R.I.P. Haru's cuteness. <laughs> I know. I wrote, not the mustache, and then... <laughs> but it's like, they're definitely aware enough because they had Sokka be like, he has a mustache now. If you look in the front row... <laughs> those were all positive and Katara was blushing and I was like Katara do you see are we all looking at the same person right now I saw someone on Reddit was like they did it so that it just completely eliminated him from like Katara's love interest possibilities yo that's super fair that's super fair that's it like people can't shift I feel like with celebrities and stuff it's like a lot of them look better now like older and it's like usually like the facial hair does so much for like and then for him just it was the choice. It was like the shape of the mustache, and then there was also a goatee. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, there's good facial hair and there's bad facial hair. That was bad. That was I'm sorry, Haru. Bad. It was not it. <laughs> not it. Haru. Oh. This poor teen. You know, teenagers do that. They get facial hair and they think they're so cool, and then everyone secretly yeah, hates he's it. Like, I'm a man now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. He was probably so proud and he's like, I have to look my best. Katara's gonna be there. I'm like (laughs) representing my people, uh, like all this stuff. And then it's like, (laughs) it's really a no, dog. I was really gonna go on a bender and be like, this is all for the male gaze because, like, what woman actually (laughs) likes to look at this? And then I was like, you know what? It's really not that deep. (laughs) But it kind of is. So I'll probably be thinking about that, like, after we done recording. (laughs) Passage of time, he grew a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. He was a boy, and now he's, he's a man. older now. <laughs> I honestly really love Stephanie's explanation that they just needed to table him as a love interest, like completely knock him out of the game. Not yeah. for nothing, I feel like when Zuko comes and joins the group too, like then he pops up as that as well, and it's like Haru's just mm. got it, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, you can't have like fair too enough. many boys. Yeah, it's like it gets it's too much, and it's like not. It's a little yeah. too much. I feel like some people like that, but it's like, that's not, this show's not like, that's not quite no. this type of show. Just gotta, <laughs> just so gotta funny. visually murder Haru. <laughs> oh my god. All right, <laughs> Since we're talking about appearance, though, I was gonna say, I really loved everyone's, like, outfits in this episode. Yes. Oh my yeah, god. Aang looked so cute with, like, only the vest and no sleeves. Yeah, he looks really cute in that outfit. Like, the Fire Nation boots and pants, like, really, like, mm. add to the, the like, Air Nomad top that he had. 
Yeah. And, like, I love Katara whenever she wears, like, those metal, like, kind of gauntlets. Mm -hmm. Like, she looks super badass, so I always like that. And I like, I don't know, I've never really liked her hair loopies. They don't make sense. And, like, I feel like certain outfits and and stuff she has, it's, like, more toned down. And, Mm -hmm. like, Toph was just a badass. Yeah, I appreciated Katara's Mm -hmm. hair in this episode. Like, in general in the Fire Nation, I like it a lot because I feel like they just kind of went, like, yeah, we're in humidity now and her hair is just going wild. But, like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like relatable content. <laughs> You'd think she'd be able oh, to like man. manage it. She could like constantly like bend the humidity away from her hair or something. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> I wonder how much like effort and concentration that would take. Yeah, probably not worth it. Also, she's yeah. just like, who the fuck do I have to impress? Like, <laughs> Haru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, she travels around with, like, a blind 12-year-old and her brother and, like, a boy who fell in love with her within five (laughs) seconds of laying eyes on her. Like, she doesn't have to try. (laughs) Oh, man. I love that Toph is just in a constant state of being ready to throw hands. Like, the moment that she sensed the hippo and the boulder, she was already in a fighting stance. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. The return of my favorite character. (laughs) The the boulder. boulder. (laughs) I forgot he comes back, to be honest. So I was ple- I was oh, pleasantly really? surprised. Yeah, I did like the cameos. Yeah. I yeah. knew like some of the freedom fighters came back, but I legit forgot that some right. of Toph's like former cage fighting bros came back. Well, Sokka made the list and he was like a huge The Boulder <laughs> fanboy oh from what we saw. So <laughs> I'm not Sokka's too surprised. Like, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. <laughs> yeah. And then he wasn't. Uh, Sokka this is the truth Sokka wasn't actually nervous about telling everyone about the plans he was walking up the stairs and then he caught sight of the boulders pecs and he tripped all over himself I'd believe it (laughs) that was like I felt really bad for him but I understood like it's one thing to like have plans and share them with like your very small group of friends slash team versus like a whole shitload of people whose like lives you're in charge of. Yeah. It's just like who likes public speaking, yeah. to be honest. Anyone who likes public speaking is like a psychopath, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I forgot that that happened in this episode too. And like I remember mm-hmm. in, was it la- even just last week, the Nightmares and Daydreams? Like I remember being like, Sokka should be more nervous too. Like why isn't that happening? And then this episode, so I was like, oh, because it happens here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just like, ang stressed and I understand that. But I'm like, Sokka's also like, he's like run, quote, military campaigns before. But again, it's always been like, not this scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, where's his like anxiety? Like, why is he so chill? And then it's like, oh, now he's he's like cracking under the pressure now that it's actually here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I totally related to him. It's yeah. like all the pressure he's putting on himself and then like the whole making your tribe proud and especially your dad. Mm-hmm. It's obviously that he looks up to him so yeah. much right but then like the redeeming factor it's like i'm proud of you i was like i'm proud of you too yeah i'm so proud of you Sokka. i honestly like i was like me too though (laughs) it was so oh my god i love that i did love that a lot i don't know and then how like down on himself he got immediately after the speech and then ang gave him the little like pep talk where he was like that wasn't your moment and like it's true because Sokka like put this whole thing together Mm -hmm. like he really planned the entire invasion and like got the gang extended version together but it's like in that one moment he didn't do the best so then you kind of just think wow i like messed everything up and like that's really relatable oh yeah that was yeah super relatable i was like please stop Mm -hmm. you get like a hundred nice things are said about you and then it's you just fix it on the one the one bad moment yes exactly a hundred (laughs) percent i also just loved like he was like let me start at the beginning and (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't really when like him at first. <laughs> first, but I grew to love him over time. <laughs> that was so the funny. Honesty. Oh my god, Miko was like complimenting Sokka. He's like, "Wow, he like came up with those plans for the the submarines." And I was like, "Oh, I remember this part." And then like literally like the next scene, it's the like the drawing, joy. and he was like, "I retract everything I just said." <laughs> oh no, he did come up with the concept. Yeah. <laughs> He just can't illustrate it very well. He's an ideas guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so consistent. I love it. Also, he made Appa's armor. Oh my god. Appa looks so cute. Appa yes. is such a little badass. And I'm like, how did he do that by himself? Like, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Like, it gave me, like, flashbacks to when I was really impressed at Zuko making that, like, scarecrow version of the blue spirit yeah. and, like, the mask <laughs> and everything. I was like, ooh, this is like that times 10. Yeah. They said that it's Appa's armor is, is leather to protect against fire bending attacks. And it's overlapping studded flaps. And the reference was Chinese and Tibetan horse armor and Thai mm-hmm. elephant armor. Bitch got a lot of leather somewhere. Went to like a market or something. He got all that money from Toph. <laughs> oh, that's so true. He's just like, well, we, we can use the money for something good. And it's like, we should probably actually protect Appa. Yeah, I liked how, I mean, you saw him working on it last time in Nightmares and Daydreams. And beyond just working on it, sometimes like Mm -hmm. when they were sleeping or when they were just talking to Aang, you could see in the background like a huge pile of fabrics and stuff. So clearly Mm. that's what that was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They said he had, his belly was protected. And then I noticed in the episode when he flew away, even his like, the bottoms of his feet had like, there was like padding there too. Sokka. Sokka's so considerate. Yeah. This is nice because I feel like as a kid, I yeah, I just like didn't care about Sokka. He was just annoying. And now I'm just like, he's such a sweet boy. For someone who claims that he just wants to eat all the animals, <laughs> he really considers them a true part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And uh, I read too in the art book, so weird. They said the armor for Appa and Sokka and the Water Tribe men came from unused toy idea submissions uh, that Brian did for the consumer products department. Hmm. And I'm just huh. like, I'm going to make a bunch of like Water Tribe toys. Like, I don't know. I feel like that sort of thing just like gets me mad because I feel like that's like with toys, there's a whole lot of like gender shit that mm-hmm. happens where it's yeah. like they won't make like the toys of like the girl characters. Mm-hmm. Um or they'll like do they'll do stuff where it's like they always come like packaged along with one of like the male characters and it's like a whole thing with like I know there was like a lot of hashtags with like Star Wars with Rey and mm-hmm. like the Avengers like Black Widow and even I remember like in you know in Jurassic Park like canonically all of the animals are are female and in all of the toy packaging they the language that like the loops that they go through to like avoid having to say that like, I remember people were making fun of the one of the latest films with Chris Pratt, where it's like he's, you know, he's friends with like these four velociraptors and they're all girls and the main one is blue. And the packaging on the toy was like, these velociraptors that are similar to blue and her friends are here to take you on an adventure. It was something and then they they mentioned that they were boys. And it was just like, oh, like, these aren't the same velociraptors from the film. These, like those girls, these are boy velociraptors. And it was like, people were just like- They're just what dinosaurs. Are we, what are we? Doing. <laughs> they're dinosaurs <laughs> we already have one female character we don't need more <laughs> are the straights okay are the straights okay never yeah okay no <sighs> so i like read that and i was just like they would definitely make like water tribe toys before like of the the men before like they made like a katara which like annoys me and even if they made a katara it would be like this episode katara yeah. you know like a battle ready katara it's not yeah. gonna be everyday wasn't there a tv show that got canceled because it was more popular with girls and then they weren't buying the toys because the toys 
the toys are marketed to boys. Yeah. So then they don't appeal to girls generally. I don't know this. And then they don't buy them. I, it was like, um, what show was that? I feel like I remember seeing something like that with like Teen Titans where it was like, I know for me, it was like, I would have absolutely have bought like a Raven and a Starfire toy, but mm-hmm. they didn't make them. They didn't have them. So then like you couldn't or all they had were like accessories where it's like you could get them on like a school folder or like a pencil case and you're just like, I don't want that. And like they never could figure out like how to make stuff aimed at yeah, girls I, like or just neutrally like Jesus I love how it's Christ. like let's cancel it instead of asking children what they want like yeah. all the adults couldn't figure that out like what is market research it's like no we're gonna keep doing things yeah. like the way that they've been doing it for like decades when we can literally just talk to people you know yeah, yeah that's not a thing well huh. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was um, Young Justice based on a quick oh, Google search. Oh, yes. Young Justice. Yeah, I remember that. I love that show too. Yeah. It was DC. Mm. It was like some of the kids from Teen Titans. Like, I think all the Teen Titans are part of Young mm. Justice. But it was like at the time when it was like the original Teen Titans was on, like I feel like Young Justice was like that, but more serious. Um, yeah, because they look like teenagers. Yeah. It was I all guess, like, like the sidekicks. Mm. Yeah. It was cool because I feel like at the time there wasn't really something that had like older teenagers as like the main characters. But yeah, and I feel like that was part of the problem was that like they they didn't know how to like market it and like how to merchandise it or whatever. Um, And then it got canceled. And then there was enough fan outcry that a few years later, they did like a final season, it like came back briefly. And they did like a time jump because at that point they were like, well, our audience is older. And then they did a time jump and everyone was even older. Like girls don't buy toys. So then they want the viewership to be mostly boys. Yeah so weird i yeah. imagine nowadays it's even like worse because i imagine like kids do kids even like play with toys anymore or do they just want like no, they, apps they, and i guess my cousin's kids are like <laughs> he's six i think he yeah. plays with all that kind of stuff like he's really into godzilla and king kong mm-hmm. and he has like all the little like i don't think it's it's is it considered an action figure like i don't know he has like figurines Mm-hmm. of them and he plays with them all the time and he loves dinosaurs so he has like a million dinosaurs yeah i wonder if they, maybe they age out of toys younger now i'm not sure know. whatever anyway anyway <laughs> anyway everybody was looking good i think that was the point <laughs> of this conversation yeah. <laughs> another detail i liked from the mechanist was ang's new glider with the snack compartment mm. The snack like, you compartment. never know when you're gonna need a snack and then Aang's like oh it is a good yeah. idea I was like of course it is I know but I'm always hungry he couldn't get them all in his mouth <laughs> I was like you ungraceful klutz yeah but he was like uh that maybe that'll come in handy I'm like of course it's gonna come in handy it's food why wouldn't you want snacks Aang <clears throat> okay the fact that Teo and his dad the people that Aang as the last of the air nomads had previously sort of granted his blessing to become the new story of the Northern Air Temple were then the people to make his new glider and it being like a sort of modern updated remake of this symbol of Air Nomad history um, that they're now, you know, after the Northern Air Temple episode, obviously, trying to honor. Like it's, I'm having trouble closing this and putting into words what I feel about it, but it felt meaningful. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you just said it, though. It was, like, a nice full circle moment. Yeah. That, like, they came back and, like, paid that kindness forward that Aang had extended to them. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it, yeah, it, like, worked out really well. And he got snacks. So. He did get yeah. snacks. They looked like Pokemon food. 
It did. I thought that too. <laughs> I thought he was eating like walnuts with the shell on it. I'm like, what the fuck kind of snack yeah. is this? I'm not gonna. It seemed fine, but I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> it was like cocoa puffs, bean curd puffs. It was the uh, when Brock and like we're talking. I know Nicole's talking like OG Pokemon when yeah, Brock used yeah. to make the food for for his Pokemon, and it was like little pellets, and they they looked delicious, and you wanted to eat them so bad. <laughs> I always just thought it looked like oversized dog food, like. <laughs> My parents' dog has to take his medicine. He has to take like a pill every day, but it's like, it looks just like that Pokemon food that he would give Vulpix and it's peanut butter and it smells good. And it's like every kid, I feel like if you have a dog, like you always want to just try a dog biscuit. And then like these are like, I'm like 31 and I give one to my dog and I'm like, I want to eat one because they just look like they'd be really good, (laughs) but they're not. Not that I've had one. I was just going to ask like, (laughs) I'm going to say all these. But they just, they look good. And like Scooby-Doo didn't help. The Scooby snacks always looked really good. Oh, that's true. Were Scooby snacks like code for edibles? Probably. <laughs> I felt like I mean, <laughs> you could read it that way, I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Just from like everything about Shaggy. Like, <laughs> I assumed that it was just like yeah, having exactly. the munchies. But <laughs> I'm sure there's like a robot uh, chicken <laughs> sketch of this somewhere. One of the live action scooby-doo's had like um a marijuana reference in it oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. there was like a girl whose name was mary jane yeah he was like i like that name oh or something. yes <laughs> i remember that i liked that um speaking of like you know ang got his new glider and then he we saw him shave his head so his mm-hmm. arrow is back out which i love to see but then it also was like an interesting parallel i think with what you saw with zuko at the same time where like mm-hmm. ang was kind of like getting back into that airbender like his true form quote unquote and then zuko was like taking off the armor taking off the hairpiece you know and kind of like it's like weird because you're like he is the prince so in a way he's like taking off that part of his identity but he's also becoming more like true to himself right. yes at the same i wrote time. down like the same thing <laughs> Damn, I, like, didn't even notice that. That's awesome. You know, they had Katara and Toph sort of armoring up. And then they had Aang mm-hmm. sort of... He wasn't putting on armor so much as he was shedding his Fire Nation disguise and reclaiming his identity, especially with the final shot being the arrow. Mm-hmm. And then, like Stephanie said, then they cut to Zuko, and he was also shedding his Ozai's perfect son, the Fire Prince, armor and crown. And becoming yeah. just Zuko. And I was like, oh my god, I love yeah. this. <laughs> Especially because, I don't know, like, the hair thing. Because the first thing was, it was like Aang shaved his head, and then the first thing was he took off right. the headpiece. Yeah, he yeah. And let his hair down. And I was like, ooh, this is significant. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> literally, my only note was, ooh, the parallels. <laughs> Little Zuko. I also... Liked that he and like May had gotten a portrait done together. <laughs> that, that was so cute. Funny. And it was the fact that it was hanging in May's room. I was like, oh, she really likes him, and he's text message breaking up with her. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was like it was. super gloomy and on brand for the two of them. Like, no one's allowed to be happy. <laughs> she oh. like went to her favorite artist. Was just like, you have to trust me. Like, and then he, like Zuko's like, yeah. oh, this is <laughs> lovely. Like. <laughs> And then he left her a letter. Uh, yeah. He like dumped her, yeah. right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> we know Abby's not broken up over no. it. Like <laughs> I'm like not either, but I'm still you know, it's one of those things where I agree that I, their relationship was not like the healthiest, but it's like it's still mm. it's still sad to see like young love die kind of I don't know, maybe not. 
I guess not. Yeah. Not in this case. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I understand. <laughs> like they, I think it's because it's like they mean well. It's yeah, like and I feel said. like they do like each other. Yeah. They're just not like right for each other at the moment. So you're like, yeah, this is probably a good move on your part. Also, he's like leaving. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. See, okay, not for nothing. This is like, does he even have a plan right now? Zuko, Zuko. never has a plan. I, know. Jen. I just needed to make sure we had that baseline understanding. I think Zuko tends to have plans that are like very, very broad. So generally, at first, it was capture the avatar. And like, he does succeed with that once, but he doesn't think beyond that step. It's like, so die like, in the snow. Yeah, like right now, he has a plan, which we'll see in the next episode. Yeah. But I don't think he really mm, has like. Yeah the details i feel like that's what kills me right now where it's like i understand that above everything else like as much as i'm about to make fun of him i do get that like he needs to leave just like full stop yeah and so i don't blame him for leaving without a plan but then obviously i have to make fun because it's like it's so in character i mean yeah but then it's just like does he he doesn't even know what's happening right now i guess and the rest i guess it's like his whole family's in hiding so then he's like this is my chance to like leave but then i'm also like if they're all in hiding like they'll notice your especially not there. Well, I don't know. I guess everybody has like locations. So he probably had an assigned location that was separate anyway. Yeah, okay, that's true. You know? Yeah. I'm just like, what is, what's going on Cause in like, that head, Zuzu? I feel like in the next episode, his dad isn't like, oh, you're finally here. He's more like, why are you yeah. here? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like it, it'll like, yeah, it'll explain itself to me when I see it because I just don't remember. Yeah. The more that I think about it and I do like to make fun of Zuko Mm -hmm. and just like any any sort of like character flaw it is fun to dissect it yeah but he's what 16 Mm -hmm. who actually had a plan on what the fuck they're gonna do at 16 could we articulate anything we wanted and how we're gonna get it no no so I'm just like fair enough like he went for it whereas I think when I was 16 just like lived in my own head about the things that I liked (laughs) so I was like this makes more sense And, like, I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about it next episode, obviously. But, like... Yeah, for sure. He goes through with his plan for the day... For this day. Like, he does what he planned to do. Does it all work out the way he thought it was going to? (laughs) It never does. I feel like, too, thinking about what Abby said, it's also, like, I've had a a privileged life where I never had to make, like, a big life decision like that at 16 either. Where it was, like, the the most shit I had to worry about was, like, standard, Mm -hmm. like, family friend drama and, like, school. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't have like a toxic home environment or anything like that, that I had to like make a drastic life Mm -hmm. choice kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, we are, we are like being Mm -hmm. mean to him, but also like, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) He deserves it. Yeah, it's fun. It's like, I'm not ratting us out for being like, well, we're not being empathetic. It's like, well, the equivalent I think is like when we all graduated college and it's like, well, what's the plan? And it's like don't attack me (laughs) i don't know you just you just figure it out that's like every time you go to like a family event like around like grad any like high school graduation and college graduation they're like oh so what are you gonna do like don't fucking talk to me (laughs) like i used to try so hard to not be that person with my younger cousins and it's it it is so hard to not just because it's such an easy grab Mm-hmm. right like right so I feel like I would always try to ask questions that were like more than that or like less about plans that were happening and more just like the present right. or whatever because I just remember how much I hated that too. yeah yeah like I try to yeah. ask my cousin like oh so what classes are you taking mm-hmm. you know yeah I'd love to think back 
on all the adults who asked me what I plan to do and then just turn the question around on them and say, well, what have you done for yourself? You know, what do what do you plan to do? You know, right. and it's kind of just like we could just turn it around on them and then just have them freak out. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Next time I'm going to do that. <laughs> if we knew if we knew then what we knew yeah. now. Yes. What's like so so much. What's really annoying is like everybody in my family who like went to college all ended up doing like what they went to school for. That's eh. obnoxious. Yeah. That's very generational too, I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like we were all mad yesterday because oh, yeah. it was what was it like Jim Henson he auditioned for a show where he you know it was like a five minute show that was every day on like a local news station where with puppets and he had never puppeteered before and he did the audition and then he got it and then he didn't know what he was doing so he literally just went to the library and checked out two books on puppets and like that was Jim Henson's start and we we're just like hired for potential instead of proven past experience <laughs> bullshit never again. Never again! Oh, God. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> Honestly. How dare you? Honestly. How dare you make Kermit the Frog? <laughs> but that's, like, so true. Like, even when I worked at Blue Sky, it was always really interesting to see, like, the generational differences of how people got into animation, where it's, like, all of the, like, and Blue Sky was one of those places where you had people who were there, like, 30 years. Um, and then you had, you know, new people. Um, and like all those, like the people from 30 years ago, it was literally just like, oh, I like heard about this thing, seemed cool. Like they were taking on trainees, like, and now I make six figures and like da 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 da. And I'm just like, fuck you. (laughs) And it's so hard to not hold that against those people personally. Like it's so hard. (laughs) Right. Because here you are with a fucking master's degree fighting for an unpaid three month internship. Like, what the fuck? And then they're just like, well, you just got to work hard. Like, bitch, no, that's literally not it. Like, don't you pull your bootstraps on me. I will tie them to a cinder block and throw you in the river. Exactly. (laughs) On a more serious slash sad note, on my Mm. notes, so we see the return of Pipsqueak and the Duke. How do you think Mm, they found out about Jet? And who delivered that news? Mm. Because they were separated and I just need to know. That is a question that I have where I'm like, does the gang right. ever tell them right. what happened? And like, when's the appropriate time to give that news? Yeah, Because it's not like anyone they were traveling there with would have yeah. told them because none of those people would really know any significance. It's got to be up to exactly. the gang. Right. Clearly, they didn't have time to do it during this time, yeah. I think, really. This was also yeah, not It also the would time. not have been the time. You know, I've got to assume that it just happens uh, after the invasion. Mm. Yeah, when they're, like, hiding out at the temple. Uh, as soon as I was like, that's what she meant. Um, but I, <laughs> I liked how in this episode they did set up, like, Toph sitting next to... Um, the and, like, he, like, gave her, her helmet, his helmet um, to, like, barf in, which I was like, that was sweet. I was like, that was looks, like, later Agreed. in the show... Like, you know, she's, like, hanging out with them and, like, celebrating with them. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, this is where they met. And then, like, later we see, like, that almost, like, being paid off. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, oh, I in my, like, headcanon of, like, your question, I'm always, like, oh, I could imagine, like, like, this is the time, like, Toph meets them and starts talking to them. And then, like, Toph doesn't know Jet. But then it's, like, I could see her, like, him, you know, where are you from? What's your deal? Oh, like, this group. And she's, like, oh, you know, and Mm. she breaks it to them. Just because they, like, we clearly see that, like, a friendship formed off screen kind of thing. But Toph is not one to mince words, though. She'll be, like, Jet I was going to say, I was, like, as yeah, I was literally about to be, like, as much as I know that she doesn't seem like the right person, I feel like she is, like. Capable? 
when she wants yeah. to be yeah mm-hmm. she is capable because it's like i feel like when he died she, you know she was very sensitive mm. about it where she was like oh he's he's lying yeah. kind of thing or she didn't want to come out and say it she yeah that that's fair mm. toff can be good at the emotional stuff she just often chooses not yeah. to I feel like if they were going to tell them, like, the correct course of action would be to tell Pipsqueak and then have Pipsqueak be the one to tell the Duke just because of, like, how young the Duke is. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, like, he looks like he's, like, eight, you know? Just casually at war. Ugh. Mm, sad. Hmm. I know. I did have that thought a few times during the episode where I was, like, they're literally going into, right. like, a legitimate battle right. and they are literal children and like at the end Sokka was leading the way and I'm like you're 14 years old or 15 years old you know oh god yeah like that little group hug right before they were about to seriously head into battle I was like because any of you could die yeah that was like freaky oh my like, god I feel like they never really set the stakes too high but it's just like you don't know if, you, if this is the first time you're seeing this show and like you didn't know like I, f- I feel like for us like nowadays you could look up the wikipedia you can see oh there's still like 13 more episodes right. in the season or whatever right. but if you you were like us and you just blindly were like I don't know how long this is gonna go like maybe this is the end of the show like because we weren't like that strategic of like well no each season had like a 20 episode order so this one's probably gonna have it too and like kind of that analyzing but then sometimes Sometimes final seasons are also shorter than like the other seasons so it's like if this had been like the series finale I feel like you would kind of be like oh well it wouldn't be unreasonable for them to kill off a character or something and then it'd be like mm. who would it be and that's upsetting yeah yeah everyone was preparing to you know I could never see you again like Aang kissing yeah. Katara Katara I don't know why that Katara <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. You're what. like Jersey accent music <laughs> came like, out. <laughs> I've never had this issue in my life. <laughs> Katara. 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 He did. He, but he did go and for it. Away. I was yeah. Then I yeah, I just like, okay, yeah. my ah! Yeah. <laughs> I could never have the courage. Good on him. Mm-hmm. The music they played always like punches me in the gut. Yeah. That's just one of those songs, like if I just hear it with like no context, I'll just like start getting teary eyed. Mm. It doesn't matter. This is like this song. How dare they play this song? <laughs> and then Miko ruined the moment. He's like YOLO, and I was like, shut the fuck up, Miko. Also, no one says YOLO anymore. I'm sorry. I know. Really need to yeah. know. Someone he needs knows. to tell Miko. He knows. Okay, good. That's what made it. That's what made it worse. Is that he knew that and he made a choice. Okay, we didn't talk about Iro. Did we talk about Iro? No, not no. yet. So the T. Did we all read the fact about the T? I must have no. missed it. So Ming Ming offers white lotus tea, which is confirmed in the Cave of Two Lovers that the white lotus is poisonous. So she just offered him up a, a accidentally poisonous ass tea. Wait, I thought it was, was it white lotus tea? I thought it was like white jade. This is, or something, white jade, whatever was confirmed poisonous in Cave of Two if Lovers. If it was white lotus, that could have been like a weird, if that's true... I'm like, the White Lotus Society is the one that, the secret society, and now okay, I'm Okay, so someone needs to fact check Avatar Wiki, but people in the comments were also making the same mm. thing, so. Somebody there was fucked an error. up, clearly. <laughs> someone made a yeah, huge mistake. Like, was she like offering him an out to like off himself, or is she it sending him like a It wasn't White Lotus like, tea, was it? On the way. I think it was a yeah. script error. Like it was oh, probably yeah. just like, oh, she's, I made you tea because I know you like tea. White jade tea. A oh, white jade tea. I'm sorry, white jade. And the white jade bush is a poisonous flowering plant that grows in the Eastern Earth Kingdom. So it's she did serve him the poisonous tea that like made him break out. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh my god, yes. that's yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah. I agree with Abby yes. where I, I'm sure that's more of like a continuity. Yeah. Like a deeper story point. <laughs> yeah. The one that, that is easily mixed up with the one that makes amazing delicious tea and that he... No, 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 yeah. I was sorry. I was trying to not imply that it was like It was like a goop. Like it was definitely yeah. a yeah. bad error yeah. on the production side to like not catch it. Yeah, that error was my misstep. <laughs> There's a lot of missteps that happened in my attempts to be like, did you know? I don't normally read the goofs, so I missed that one. Yeah, I, t- I tend to not either because it's like, it happens. Yeah. It's whatever. It could literally, yeah, that's true. It could could have been anything. I was like, the moment you said that, I was like, what? No, no, not Serena Williams. <laughs> no. I bet it's something like, I bet you Serena Will- it's Williams like said the line. It's, it's probably honestly one of those things where it's like she said it and it sounded close enough that nobody actually like picked up that it was wrong. I was like, oh my God, the White or, Lotus like, has a girl? about it because they were like, it's just a tea, like whatever. Or like the funnier version in my head is that she got the line wrong and like the PA in like the room was like too afraid to like correct her, which is like not actually anything <laughs> true. Like obviously I'm not saying, like it's just like in my head, I was like, they were like, I can't correct somebody really. <laughs> like she's just like this untouchable goddess, like... What if it wasn't a writer goof, but it was her goofing, you know, just canonically? Like, she was like, oh, I know that this is, like, amazing tea that he loves, but I'm trying to get it, and she's like, so here's the white jade that you like. And either she actually was giving him poison, or she was giving him the good one, but she just called it the poison. Yeah, so what what was the story that, like, she, she, did she, like, tweet about being a fan of Avatar? Um, I don't remember what the actual tweet was, because, you know, it's been a while. But she tweeted some sort of, like, Avatar fan question, like, just in general to her, you know, followers. Like, oh, like, which is your favorite, like, such and such from Avatar, or, like, something like that. Like, the kind of question that you ask when you know what Avatar is, you know? So it wasn't, like, who likes Avatar, it was, like, <laughs> assuming that any, that people who saw that, who happened to be fans of Avatar, would want to answer. And then, like, random people were all like, oh, what the hell, who does Serena Williams think she is? Like... She's trying to pretend that she watches Avatar or something, you know, like, she's trying to talk about cool kid stuff when she's a boring adult. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Honestly, I see that shit every <laughs> once in a while on Twitter. Like, people be like, y'all are in your 30s and you still watch anime, lol. And it's just like, do you think there's like a, a switch and you just stop yeah. enjoying things? I honestly think people do think that. Like, sometimes on Tumblr, they'll be like, you're in your late 20s on Tumblr, like, ew. Like, even, like, before. Like, people are like, you're 25 and on Tumblr. And I'm like, do you think you're just going to have no interest once you hit a certain age? Like, you graduate from college and then you're, like, not yeah. allowed to like things anymore? I feel like as a kid, I, I did feel that way. And then as soon as I got to college mm. and, like, everyone we knew was playing Pokemon, I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> I've seen, like, people be weird about, like, women who, like, I mean, I don't want to be like, it's, like, anti-women. But, like, it does tend to be, like, when women grow older and then they're married and then they have kids and they're like, you have kids and you do this and it's like having children doesn't mean that all of a sudden I have no other life you know anymore or like that you completely fundamentally change as a person so it's just like old people can like things too guys that's because you have a designation as a woman you're like well now you're no longer a fangirl you are now Mm. a mother which is a completely different 
classification of person. You have a very set role as a mother. I always laugh because it's just like, do you really think like the best fan fiction that you've read that have like the crazy details and like the huge plots? And I'm like, do you really think like a high schooler wrote that? Not that there aren't high schoolers that write amazing things, but it's just like, do you think that like the bulk of the cream of the crop of like stuff that fans make are like people that don't have life experience? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Even just like the people, it's just like you realize all the people who like write the shows and make the shows and like write the books and like make the thing. That's the one thing that kills me. There is this girl I follow on Tumblr and she does like fan art and she drew a picture of like two characters kissing. And then someone was like, I can't believe you're an adult and you're drawing pictures. And literally it was just like, you know, mouth touching mouth, like kiss, like, you know, mm-hmm. day drama kiss. And people were like, I can't believe you're drawing these children kissing. That's disgusting. You're like 30. And she was like, are you aware that the people who wrote and animated the show drew them kissing also and like wrote the situations that made them kiss? Like, it's kind of like the people who are making the show are adults at the time. And, and she's like, also, yeah. I drew them aged up and they drew them as like teenagers kissing. So like, yeah. If that's even like, the th- if that's a thing you're going to fixate on, yeah. Like, don't at me, you know? It is, I think that is like a disconnect that right. people have where they don't think about the fact that it is adults who are creating this content also, it's, it, you know? It is very weird. It's like, you're you're allowed to change in some aspects, aka as you age, naturally the things that you're interested in mature with you. But if, God forbid, you change as a person internally, they're like, why are you different? So it's kind of like... Why do society norms have to be this way? This is just fucking annoying. (laughs) You're allowed to age in some ways, but not others. All right. So it was cool that Sarita Williams had a guest, a guest role as as Ming. It was nice to see her. (laughs) And she was very nice to him. Unlike that douchebag guard who, by the way. Oh my God. I found it hilarious in the previously on Avatar for this episode when they open with that jerk guard, like, making fun of Iroh, like, oh, look what you've become. But it was overlaid with images of, like, Buffro. Oh. And I was like, I st- I was cracking up already. Yes. The episode hadn't even started yet. Is that what people call him, Buffro? I mean... I think so. Bless. What else would you call him? I don't know. <laughs> they, those... That's what they... That is what they say. Those days. <laughs> that they say. Um... <laughs> Obviously, you see, it pays to be nice because then the person will be like, go home. Oh my God. You're looking, you're looking really unwell today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that he, he saved was her so life. obvious about the fact that something was going to happen. And I feel like her instincts as a guard must have gone off. So I kind of, I guess I was like, I think I appreciated that she was right. like made the conscious choice to be like, you know what? Maybe I am feeling a little peaky. And then she, like, goes because, like, she knows that whatever's about to happen, probably if she was here, she would be obligated to respond to it. Mm. Mm. And she's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. conveniently not be here. Yeah. Because I do feel like even if she was there, he wouldn't have, like, hurt her. Yeah. But if she's there, then she is obligated to try and stop him. I also felt bad, though, because I also kind of felt like if someone would notice that she left and they'd be, like, suspicious. You were in yeah, on it. Yeah, be like, how did yeah. you, like, how convenient or whatever. And, mm. and it's just, so then I was also, like, obviously that's not a thing that comes up, but I was like, oh, but, like, you could also be, like, she knew. Yeah. I feel like 
Uh, yes. So I'm assuming everyone <laughs> there is going to die. So it's like, <laughs> True. no one's there to accuse you otherwise because no you're all dead. <laughs> I was going to say, can't get in trouble if literally everyone is dead. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Abby. People only die on this show, like, off screen when we're not, and they don't call it death. Honestly, it's like, yeah. Aang will knock people off yeah. a cliff, but don't worry, Aang doesn't kill people. They didn't die. This episode was funny for that, because I watched <laughs> yeah. that, because it's so funny sometimes, like, the cartoon mm-hmm. rules, where it's like, when Hugh, the big swamp monster guy, was, like, slamming right. down on the tank, they always showed the two people getting out of the tank first. They did, yeah. And then when the, the mechanist's thing got hit, they still, like, kept the camera on him, and they showed him still, mm. like, his whole thing thing was destroyed but he was still like driving and fine and like yeah that's like the rule where it's like whenever a plane crashes you have to yeah. see the parachute but it's like a war yeah so then you're like and this show like people do die so it's always like yeah. funny like what they're okay with and not okay with i don't know i was thinking that this episode where i was like oh it's interesting like when they choose to show a person getting away and when they don't because there were a few times when those like caterpillar-esque like earthbender tanks like, slammed some of the fire nation tanks but they didn't show anybody departing. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, is the implication there that the person, because they go out of their way to show the other people getting away, is the implication that the person inside is still fine, mm-hmm. that they didn't feel the need to show that they're like not dead? Yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting when they choose to and choose not to show yeah. someone. It's like, it makes you think of like when somebody falls off a cliff and you're just like, I'm okay. Who was it? Who did? There was like that kid in Hey Arnold. Oh, Eugene. Who like Eugene, where he would just get hurt all the time. And just be like, I'm okay. Yeah. And like, that's like the vibe I get <laughs> all the time. I remember like working on movies like like Spies in Disguise was one where there, I think, I can't remember now, like the, the version that is out in the world versus like the versions I've seen where I'm just like I remember at one point we had a very explicit death and like it 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 got like toned down mm-hmm. you know it's like that thing it's like it always happens off screen where like for a long time we had like a drone like pick up a person and like drop them off a cliff and like you like saw them like not like die but like you saw them just like get dropped off the cliff yeah and then I think like they changed it so I don't think that's like what happened anymore um and it's like those are always like those weird conversations of what is and isn't allowed where it's like that was we had like there were like darker things in that film I say darker kind of very loosely here but then it's like with Charlie Brown we weren't allowed to show Charlie Brown getting caught in like the the blinds the window blinds because kids will actually like get tangled in them and like choke Mm. and die so like we couldn't show Charlie Brown getting tangled up in like blinds, but like we had like a drone basically murder somebody. And it's always like interesting, like, you know, those are also rated different. I think one is G and one is PG. Yeah. And it's like, it's always, and like film is a little bit different than TV. Um, But yeah, it's always like, like I, I look out for that because it's like cartoon violence is like so confusing sometimes. Where is the line? Like what's allowed and yeah. what's not allowed. Because I remember in Korra, that was always like a thing where it's like they would have mm-hmm. like the planes, you always saw the parachutes. Um, Mm -hmm. And even like Korra, I feel like was a little bit edgier than like this show. You know, Korra had some graphic deaths, like on screen deaths that like they weren't like actually graphic when you watched it but when you like took a second to think about it, you're like that was incredibly fucked up. Yeah. How some of these characters went. Um, Yeah. I guess that's like Disney movies. Like sometimes they'll show like the silhouette or like, you know, whatever. Like 
Or it's like they always, whenever a character mm. falls off a cliff, it's like never the actual, like, it's not the, the hero's fault. It's like the, the character, like the villain, like loses their balance. It's like something else that it's not like quite true. the pillar that he was standing on just happened to crumble. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm him. like thinking the evil queen in Snow White, like, wasn't there, it was like a storm or no, actually, no, I'm pretty sure the dwarves like rolled a boulder on the her. The dwarves rolled a boulder on her. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I take that back. But Clayton cut the vine that he was like holding yeah, he, on like, to accidentally killed he accidentally himself. killed the himself was trying to stop him and he did it to himself because he wouldn't mother gothel yeah. like tripped yeah and fell out the castle window the well, one i mentioned hunchback frollo was standing on the part of the church and then it just like crumbled it yeah. fell yeah wait hold on what is the little the lizard's name pascal, pascal. Oh, he pascal tripped her with her, her hair <laughs> with rapunzel's hair yeah it's like the hero can never kill though yeah person but like the sidekicks can the sidekicks can like the dwarves it's okay pascal (laughs) the sidekicks will get their hands dirty oh my god oh that's so funny they always do yep the sidekicks always just cleaning up (laughs) oppa should just be like don't be a sidekick kids (laughs) yeah don't get your own hands dirty yeah let other people do those things for you get you a friend who will trip your stepmother (laughs) out of a tower Only if she's evil, though. Not all stepmothers. Are yeah, evil. no. That's a vi- that's a vicious stereotype. <laughs> oh my god. So. <laughs> anyway. Man, I can't. I can't wait. I was. I'm. I'm. I was very intrigued when Ira was like, "You should leave," and I'm like, "What does that mean?" Because I yeah. have a bad memory. Yeah. And I don't know. I know. I really wanted to keep this, watching. So. I did too. It was with monumental effort <laughs> that I stopped the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is with great sorrow that I chose to not continue uh, this. <laughs> Netflix has to Netflix and make it all one, one convenient yeah. episode. I know. It's like their title card came up and I was like, it would be so easy <laughs> just to keep going. Yeah, it's just like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And things will just happen and right. I'll just be here. You don't have to do anything and things will just happen. Yeah. Models of heroes who don't air quotes kill their villains mm-hmm. it just happens things just work out it just happens yeah. it just happens i like to be fair I, I do like that that is like a thing that actually is like a plot point in this show and obviously it like lends to his monk pacifist right. buddhistness yeah it's a very important aspect of his character i love these rules it's kind of like how villains cannot use apple products type of thing it's like, oh i heard about that recently yeah. and i was what? like what what yeah. No. So, so now, like the next time you watch shows, like pay attention to who has yeah. an iPhone. Type I of saw thing. that. I was watching, like I think it was like Vanity Fair. Ryan Johnson was breaking down a scene from like Knives Out, and he said that, and I was like, "What?" And he even was yeah. like, "I shouldn't say this, like, but that must have been where I heard it too." Yeah. Because then, okay, I watched when he that, but I don't that, I was like, "Well, shit." Now I know. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you know how things open, and you're not sure who's what, especially in like a murder mystery, or, like a murder who done Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck now it's gonna be all this information yeah. yeah exactly he's like literally everybody's gonna be mad at me but <laughs> i feel like then that could be a good device to like trick people like if you're like you don't want to be clear about who the villain is just have everybody use like android products <laughs> like, yeah i'm sure that like has to be a thing now like I no one know. has an iphone <laughs> yeah that's crazy i didn't know that so mm-hmm. funny oh my god you know the more you know. All right. Well, we just have a lot to look forward to next week. Yes. 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 Okay. So does anybody else have anything that they wanted to bring up that wasn't brought up? Uh, I feel like I have a bunch of like random little notes that are just like one-liners. Mm. That are like, you know, things like, oh, it's nice that 
Zuko is like telling his mother's portrait that he's like made bad choices and he's gonna set things right when back in Zuko alone it was like his mom's words mm. to him about remembering who you are that he misinterpreted drastically and used to like set himself further down this path of being the fire prince and now he's like oh I yeah. think I see what mom actually meant sorry mom mm. you know or like when Aang burst into the throne room like he's not here where are you and I was like do you think that he lives in the throne room even yes. if they didn't know about this invasion ahead of time, do you think they wouldn't have cleared out of the throne room by the time they yeah. got there? <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. That is true. I also just wanted to say, I forgot. When he like bursts in and he's like, the avatar is back. One of the oh like avatar extras said, Aang has been practicing that line for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he practiced it in all his nightmares. I was like, what did you like? channel Zuko for a minute where you were like you know what he always makes a really cool entrance now it's my turn like <laughs> he was like he's just take following the etiquette you know when in Rome and he's like this is what Zuko is always doing and I'm in the fire nation now so I've got to meet them on their level like <laughs> true they won't take you seriously if you don't act the way they do exactly it's a good point like how do I know you're serious if you're not pointing you know I had a note here which is not significant at all but I just wanted to say Jen that even though it was a different situation because it was the Duke offering Toph his helmet and then washing it out afterwards all I could think was like the Duke I'm really sorry I haven't felt this bad since that time Toph threw up in your helmet and I forgot to tell you about it before you put it on <laughs> no the pop culture references the pop culture references um and then also that's from Digimon if that wasn't clear to everybody <laughs> Specifically, the American dub Digimon the movie. And as long as I'm just listing off random notes I had, I also liked in the beginning when Sokka, they opened on Sokka kind of like nervously studying his maps. And mm. yeah. Katara's hand came into the frame and she was like giving him tea and like kind of putting her hand on his back. And I was mm. like, oh, this is nice. Because, you know, Katara was doing battle stuff this episode. But I was like, this is where she's really at her strongest is when she's taking care of her fam. Yeah, That's her thing. I liked it. I appreciated it. Mm -hmm. So what were everybody's favorite moments or lines? I had one. So when Aang was explaining that he cannot enter the Avatar state because his seventh chakra was blocked, yes. then Toph said, this sounds like a bunch of spiritual mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I was like, I relate to this. I was 12 and I was like, don't fucking talk to me about like anything related to fate and destiny and energy. Yeah. And then I'm like, fast forward 18 years, I'm like, Thinking about buying crystals, <laughs> I was like, it's so different now. I bet Toph would appreciate crystals. She looks rock. That's true. That's true. But not for the reason we think. No. Yeah, she'd be like, I can weaponize these. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Give you some good energy with your stabbing. Yeah. About that scene, though, like when Aang was like, when Azula shot me with lightning, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how do you know that, though? Like, how do you... <laughs> Did you try off screen to like enter the avatar state? Mm. That's true. He didn't try. <laughs> he, he certainly did not go into the avatar state that time. He almost drowned in the ocean. So yeah. Oh, well, no, I know that he can't do it, but I'm like, you know that it's not that you haven't tried to give up your earthly attachments again, or was it just like, I don't know. No. Or he just knows things like, oh, I got shot with lightning. So mm, that's it. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> We'll never know. We'll never uh, we will know. later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's my favorite part. This isn't my favorite part, but I clocked that there was a woman foggy swamp oh, bender. Me too. And that, that was exciting. I was like, oh, they exist! 
exist. That's fun. I was like, oh my God, look. Like one of them was wearing like a longer skirt, which I guess could have still have been a man. But like, I think, you know, I I feel like it was safe. It was, no, it was definitely yeah, a it woman. Yeah, it was safe to assume. Body shape Yeah, too. that it was a woman. So I was like, good. And then good, I was like, like you know, good course correction. The, the woman has the longer skirt when the men are the ones with the dangly bits. Right? Does Make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it never will. Uh, no. I like don't have a favorite moment. I don't even... Um, I think I referenced it like another time, but I really like that line, like pants are an illusion and so is death. Like I just like the swamp benders just do it for me. Like yeah. when the guy's like, <laughs> what is that? Is that some fire nation explosive? He's like, it's a rock. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if that was my favorite either though. Like there was a lot of like really funny bits to this episode. Like, I think it's cause they're trying to give you a little bit of like lightheartedness. Yeah moving into the next episode mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i just thought the the action with the submarines and like katara flying oppa and mm-hmm. like freeing the one was really cool yeah and i feel like we it's been a while since we've seen like a lot of like mechanical stuff like mm. and it's not even that that's my favorite part or anything like i don't even know it's just like that part's cool i just like oppa in armor i guess it's like yeah. <laughs> how I feel. Um, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, I've I've got this, and I guess MVP sort of all tied together. Where I'm like, you know, MVP Sokka, obviously mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, and you know, tied into that. I guess if I was choosing favorite scene, I'd probably just say everything that made my MVP Sokka. Like, <laughs> you know, excepting there was this one thing where he was like Hakoda was all we have to take care of those battlements and Sokka was all badass like I have an idea but then his idea was just fly up and attack them and I was like okay see the way you said that I was expecting there to be something cool not that it wasn't cool when you attacked the battlements but like I thought it was going to be like a clever plan and it wasn't it was just very straightforward (laughs) yeah but still Sokka leading the battle and you know taking charge and 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 everyone being proud of you because you know what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah I think I'd pick him as my MVP too. he's mine too yeah I would agree it was a lot of relatable moments and they wouldn't yeah. be there without him no mm-hmm. that's true because you got to see he like, made the plan he made the plan he yeah. designed the submarines he like led the that's charge generous. at the end <laughs> he came up with the idea I'm kidding I'm kidding I mean I feel like that's a huge thing to like yeah be able to build it around like the benders and stuff right yeah it's always like interesting to see especially those like ice torpedoes that they had too i was like all of the like bending based weaponry is like really cool Mm. um but yeah he like is i feel like was the obvious mvp for the episode because you did get to see him be all like nervous and super relatable but then also like come through and like really yeah and like especially step up after his dad was hurt yep so proud of my boy yeah when hakoda stumbled out of there and like collapsed on the ground i flashed back to abby being like is hakoda gonna die (laughs) (laughs) well Uh oh (laughs) we'll see okay and we were like no abby he can't die because Sokka and katara both have like because katara still has to have her beef with him but then that passed that happened and i'm like well now Now we stop it is there no he could die at any time (sighs) anytime man anyway we're (laughs) so convincing on that note yeah like we're totally afraid that that's gonna happen now (laughs) i know i just feel like the show wouldn't take both parents away from someone um ang that doesn't count that really he really doesn't count i meant during the course of the show like they're not gonna like let them have a parent and then take the other parent away you know what i mean there are a lot of orphans in the show huh like <laughs> well there's a war anyway on that note 
this has been Pod Sing Say, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Join us next week when we discuss Book 3, Chapter 11, The Day of Black Sun, Part 2, The Eclipse. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a rating. Thanks for listening.